Hi everyone, welcome to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live show where I'm sitting by my window and chatting with very interesting people. Today we have Janet, Dr. Janet, I'm very excited. I, fun fact, I have never officially had a conversation with her, so this can go horribly wrong or amazing. And Janet is on time, which always makes me so happy. I'm gonna invite her in. Hopefully Instagram works. I mean, that's the fun with the lives, you never know. <gasps> Hi. Hi. Oh, your audio is great. Oh, that's good. These are like airplane headphones. So A1 to them. There you go. <laughs> oh my, okay. The audio sounds a little echoey on my end, but is it okay for you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little echoey for you. Just a little. Okay. Do you want me to try taking the headphones out? Or I, uh, uh, yes, let's try that. Okay. Let's try. Okay. How's that? So, yeah. Oh, that's better. That's a lot better. You may hear, I'm in my, I'm in my office. So you may hear like the sounds of my office still going on outside. <laughs> that's totally fine. I mean, I see a degree behind you and now see you're legitimately, is it your degree? Yeah. As I'm no, like I, try, looking I found, stock, I found a stock degree and I just put out there so I would look legit. <laughs> I should totally just put my physio degree. I swear I have it. I think it's at my parents' house. I, I never know what to do because I find if I was in a clinic, I would leave it on the wall, let people know I'm legit. But I don't, it seems yeah. weird putting it at my house. Who am I trying to impress? I, I know, I know. It's, it, and I, I have all my degrees up here because most of the time people come in and they look at me um, and they're like, well, they say like, you're too young to be a doctor. <laughs> or um, like, are you sure? Are you your Dr. McMorty? I'm like, yes, there's a, a lot of expensive wallpaper on my wall. Thanks. <laughs> well, you, you look super young, so I understand. But I would sunscreen. like to think on it, sunscreen. Oh, there you go. I love it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Plug for sunscreen. <laughs> We're sponsored by Neutrogena. <laughs> what, what is your favorite brand of sunscreen? Oh, I don't actually know, but I am using, there's a Canadian skincare brand that I really like. It's called Reversa and it's from Quebec. And I like it because you're supporting Canadian skincare and well, small business, I guess. I don't know how small they are anymore. They've kind of blown up. They've become quite popular, but it's always nice to support Canada. I love that. Reversa. Ooh. Is it reverse aging? That is the hope. <laughs> Reversa. Okay, I will look into that. I always get homework from these Instagram lives, but thank you for agreeing to do this. I, I <laughs> hey, was this so awesome. excited. I'm thinking a doctor who's also interested in acting. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hearing right when I was logging in about, yeah, well, we've never actually met before. We're just pandemic friends, which are my new favorite type of friends. <laughs> they are the best because it's we found each other in, if it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was LB acting. Yeah, they, so mm -hmm. Louis Bomander was having this live with Louis morning chats, which I loved because I think he's adorable. And it was just such a positive Zoom environment. And so great. it was, and it was just everyone talking and discussing and no judgment. And then we connected after that. And I thought, I, I'm very intrigued by this person. So I, I was just always excited. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> So I'm like, oh, health and acting? Uh, but that's that's me. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I loved those chats. I was sad when he finished them. Uh, but yeah, they were so nice. It was just nice to, 
I don't know, connect with people outside of the medical world. Um, but yeah, it, well, he's just, he's just lovely. Like, oh my God, what a, what a wonderful person. This little acting, everyone in there in that studio is just wonderful. But yeah, he's just, what a, what a guy. I agree. <laughs> and they're still, again, I don't know if they still have the space, but they're still doing online stuff. And I think a lot of acting schools, I'm not biased towards one or the other. I just, I love Lewis. Yeah. But it's a lot of them are going online now just because it is what it is. And honestly, the future of audition seems to be either self tape or zoom audition. So it actually makes the most sense practice what you're doing. Yeah. And I think, well, I definitely have benefited from that because I don't, I don't live in Toronto. I'm about an hour and a half outside of Toronto, which is fine. Cause like anywhere from where I live, it's an hour and a half to get anywhere. So whatever. Um, but it's the benefit of being able to join classes like this that are, you know, world renowned. And my agent was like, you need to be taking classes like this. I'm like, I don't want to drive to Toronto, but if I have to, I have to. But being online has been awesome. Um, and it's funny because like, people are talking about, oh, when are we going to get back and see Audition Room again? I'm like, I don't even know what that is because I was not even an act, in act, into acting before. So all this self-tape stuff, that's just what the world is for me. So <laughs> it's never been any other way. <laughs> So what gave you the acting bug? I'm putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> well, I think as most actors I chat with, we all were like acting theater kids in high school. I definitely was. I was, you know, in the plays and the musical. I was in like a touring theater company in, um, in grade eight. Um, and then, you know, life kind of hits you and you either pursue it from a degree standpoint um, or you just veer off in another direction, which is what I did. And then never really did much going through medical school um, and whatnot. And yeah, and then when the pandemic started, I just started doing a little bit of background work right before the pandemic hit. I was like, this is fun. These are people that I never get to chat with, these creative people that I used to love. I mean, med people in the medical field or in the healthcare field are creative, but it was just neat to kind of meet more people. And then COVID hit and um, all the stuff went online and I was like, hey, bonus, let's enjoy this and try and do something fun and creative to not burn out from a medical standpoint because we were getting pretty close to that, I think, and still are obviously fighting this pandemic. So mm -hmm. it's a nice like break. I mean, it's hard. I'm exhausted after class, but it's such a different part of my brain that I'm using. It's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I always think, I find there's a lot of my friends in the healthcare field that have that creative side of them. And so I, I love that you're exploring that. And I love that you brought up being an extra because I know we discussed background work. Yeah. And that's a whole other field of, that's hard. That's hard work. Because yeah. it's almost, you're in the background, so you're not the star. You can't pull the attention, but you also have to be a human which is my struggle on a daily basis. How do I, how do I be a human? So it's, it's a fascinating process. I really do enjoy watching the people in the background when I watch those TV shows or those films. That's, I mean, not knocking any of the stars, but I, I always look out for the extras. Absolutely. And it's definitely a world of its own. You know, there's some very interesting people who have chosen this career as their career with no kind of ulterior motive of I want to go move up the ladder and become the star. Uh, it's fascinating to be, you know, a walking set piece, as I like to call it, you know, just don't pull attention, like you said, but also, you know, 
don't look stupid and awkward in the background. Uh, it's interesting. And as, as we were kind of talking about how it's, it's so much, not so much harder to get into, but they're so picky now, right? So they're so selective. You're getting like, like photo casted, just like you would be getting a audition, right? They're just scrolling through photos being like, yep, yep, pick you, pick you, pick you. And yeah, at the beginning I was like, like exactly what you were, we were chatting about privately about, doesn't everyone just get picked? Don't they just want people in the background? Like, I think I was telling you, I have submitted for Handmaid's Tale so many times and they're like, no, not the aesthetic we're going for. I'm like, okay, fine. And now I've aged out of being a handmaid, I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what's amazing because again I'm not trying to be ignorant but don't you have a hood over yourself for the majority of the time as a handmaid so <laughs> is, what what part of you did they not like That's just I my know. curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right; it is so fun. I I, re I well I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun, right? You know I think because um, it can pull from from my, my medical job, but if there's something that's a really fun opportunity, like I think a lot of people in the background world were involved with um, Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro movie they were filming last year in Markham. And so um, like he hired like 30 of us to be like continuity extras for this. And like, come on, I'm not gonna turn down. If you're gonna put me in a fun costume, I'm gonna, I'll drive to Markham every day. I don't care. So it's like, you get the fun 1940s hair, the costume. Yeah, I'm gonna be some brown blur in the background. You're never gonna see me, but man, was it fun. <laughs> well, it is, cause you kind of get swept up in the world they're creating. And especially a period piece of sorts. I don't yeah. care how far back, even if it's, I don't know, 2000. I'm like, oh, period piece. What is this? Yep. <laughs> what are these different cell phones I'm holding? So it's just so fun being a part of that world they're creating. I love it so much. Absolutely. And again, you get to meet all these really cool, interesting people. And they're like my like pandemic friends, right? Where you just get to hang out on set and they're all fascinating, right? They have these creative backgrounds or this is their retirement gig. Like I was standing beside, again, a guy at Nightmare Alley for like four freezing cold nights where they were like throwing rain at us. And it was just me and my friend, my new friend, Carl, and he's retired. He was a principal for like 40 years. And he's like, now I just do background work. He's like, it's the best. It's so fun. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I want to meet Carl. He sounds like a delight. Well, he's in the background of literally everything. Like, he's like a period-looking face. So he's in, he was in the Queen's Gambit. He's in Murdoch Mysteries. Like, yeah. I cool. <laughs> that is, but there is, I, there are people that are professional background. And I mm -hmm. do think if you're good, why wouldn't they bring you back? Because Absolutely. they know they can rely on you. I think that's a huge, a huge part of that work. Can, will you show up? Yeah. That yeah. and that's so and I honestly before we were discussing background extras, I never realized there was specific talent agencies for casting extras. That yeah. was completely new to me. And like you said, I, I honestly yeah, the fact that you wouldn't be picked to be an extra just blew my mind. There was so many factors. Wait, don't they need bodies? I don't understand how this works. I have legs, <laughs> I can do this, I, I'm very confused. But yeah. I, there is there is still a look. There is still a requirement. So it's you know what? It's nice to be rejected from multiple sources, yes. not just. But you know what? It also is. I I admire anyone that can do background or extra because I tried it once or twice just because mm -hmm. I was curious. And yeah. then the only reason I applied for that other one we were discussing is okay, I could be a physiotherapist, and yes, that's a grief for something. Fine, mm -hmm. but I just struggle with 
knowing I'm putting all this, I would always build the character as an, yeah. I'm just everyone. So I have all this character work and all this prep work and I go in, I'm like, this is, they have a name. This is their backstory. Here we go. And then I'm not even on anything. No. Maybe it was, I think, I think my hair was in something. I'm like, Oh, well, I had a good hair day, but, uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you, have to, you have to flex the creative muscles and you, which is fine. I was on a, I was on a pilot last couple weeks ago and yeah, me and this girl that I met, we were like admin staff and we literally were these blurs in the background, but her and I came up with this whole story, right? We're like, why not? There's nothing else to do. We're here for like 14 hours. Let's make it fun. And flex the creative muscles a little bit. <laughs> I love that so much. I really do love that. I love, honestly, there are some times when I love being silent on camera because they just need to see the smile. And then I can say all this random stuff. And if you have a good improv partner, it's gold. It's just, <laughs> you're just saying stuff, doing that commercial smile, whatever. And you're just saying things, seeing if the other one will laugh. I don't recommend doing that all the time. It really depends on your partner and don't be mean. But it's when you have that connection and then you leave that day feeling so energized and it's, yeah. but then it's also, what's the next project? Ugh, this yeah. is, so yeah. I, I feel like there's such a high, I'm on set, I have cameras are rolling and nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think just that, that whole, what's the next step thing in general, I think is so stressful, I think, for anybody who's in the performing arts, especially, especially during COVID, right? Because it's been so, so sporadic. Um, you know, and it's interesting, like, learning about, you know, okay, I remember when I first started, I was like, okay, there's, because I, I like things in steps, right? Okay, this step, and then this step, and then this step, because that's what my medical training was, right? It's like, you do your undergrad, and then you write the medical school admissions test, and then you get into medical school, and then you do your clerkship, and then your residency, and then you graduate, and you're a doctor, right? Step, 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 step. If you pass everything, you get to be a doctor. But like, in acting, it's like, okay, here's the step. You get your agent, you do your classes, and then you get the auditions, and then you get a job, and then you're good. No, not at all, right? Like, you can be have literally zero training in acting and become so famous. You can do all the training in the world and be so ready and talented and nobody will ever see you. So I think for a type A personality like myself, I definitely struggle with that at the beginning. I still do, obviously. But I think it's the idea, okay, like you gotta enjoy, enjoy the class part because that's the joy I find of it. Um, and if the auditions come and you get to play, that's just a bonus. But yeah, my stepwise thing was, okay, you get your agent that when I was first, okay, you need an agent first. Cause then that's how you get in the room. That's how you get in the door. Okay. Now I need to have a demo reel. Okay. Now I'm going to get my first actor credit. Cause then that's how I get in. It's a step, step, step. But it's just, it doesn't work that way. I remember what, what do you mean? About. Everyone gets an actor credit. That's how it works. They're just giving them away. And then, you, then that's just the, the doors are open to you. And then here is your show that you will be on for the next 20 here years. Here is your and, Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. And I remember, I think I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think it was like an acting podcast. And, so, and the person had said that as the frustration of what, there aren't many jobs in the world that you could have literally no training and be successful at it. Like, you can't be a lawyer, you can't be a doctor, you go through the training, and if you have the training, you can do it. 
and be successful at it for the most part. Acting, no. <laughs> so it's, I guess it's learning how to enjoy the, the training part mm -hmm. of it. What's interesting too, I was discussing, there was an agent that represents not, not only child actors, but quite a few child actors. And that sense of play that you have as a child, if you can maintain that as an adult, I think you'll go so much farther as an actor because it's you're out of your head and you're just enjoy. you're in the moment. You're not second guessing yourself. You could look ridiculous. You don't care. You just do it. And yeah. it's so fun trying to reconnect with me as a child. In the, but I mean, yes and no, because I was also an adult child, the one that's always that person that, you know, guys, let's be serious, okay? Let's not play. This is this is serious playground stuff, okay? Sandcastle, how are we building it? Where's all the buttons? So my, my childhood play needs a little work, but that, that sense of being free and open to whatever the scene, wherever the scene will take you. Yeah, and I remember, I think that was a part of, I'm sure some classic Meisner, Stanislavski, whatever the great acting teachers all talk about that. And like everyone that I've kind of been instructed by during this pandemic has said something along the same veins, right? Like, you know, when you are a child and you are being an astronaut, you are an astronaut. It's not you're pretending, you are an astronaut. And I remember, uh, I think, I can't remember which teacher it was, I think it was L at LB. But she was talking about, it was just something that was just so like, duh. But she's like, yeah, if you're ever on the stage and the stage direction or wherever, on set, whatever, the direction is, you're looking for your keys. Don't pretend to look for your keys. Like, actually look for your keys. And I was like, oh my God. Like, like duh, that's what it is. You know, like, actually do it. And then that is so much different. I'm like, oh, where could my keys be? He's like, no, like, shit, where, where, are my, where are my keys? And it just, it just makes where so much sense. Where are they? Like, yeah, like, ooh, oh, could they go there? You know? And it's like, all like honest, genuine, and real that comes from like the second city and being like, oh, it's genuine and real. Um, it just makes so much sense, but it's so hard to do. <laughs> but just kind of getting at, yeah, into that like child, I'm not, I'm not pretending, I'm really an astronaut. You know, I'm really looking for my keys, but it's so hard. That's why I think sometimes the background acting has been really fun because it's like, okay, I'm working as an admin staff in this wherever. Um, I'm legitimately typing on my computer a note for my boss. And I will like not just write like ASDF1234. I'm going to write, Dear Mr. Jones, thank you for your email. So I don't know. Is that method acting? I don't know. <laughs> You you went full method with that. You mm -hmm. you prepared. You had a whole memo. You had a yeah. schedule for your boss. Did he follow it? I don't know. You'll have to watch whatever you were doing. Watch watch for the blur in the background. <laughs> she has intention. <laughs> I want to. If you end up seeing yourself, please send me that clip, and then I will reshare it to whatever social media. If anyone feels like looking at it, because I love when people find themselves. I just get yeah. so excited. I love watching yeah. even the commercials or the little one bit roles. And I, go, I see you. <laughs> and, they, and then sometimes the actors don't know. Like, oh, that yeah. came out. I did that a year ago. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of classes, this is totally a bit of a different subject change, but I have to make a plug for this cool class that I just finished. Yes. 
Um, so again, I make no money from this, but it's just really, really fun. <laughs> um, do you, do we have we talked ever about like KH, like Kim Hurden, the voiceover? Oh my God, I'm obsessed with KH. So yes, we can. I, I plug them quite a lot. KH casting, obsessed. Kim Hurdon. Oh my God. So I just finished the motion capture, the mocap workshop. Oh, with Ivan I already plugged that one, another one. It was insanely amazing. Love Ivan. It was, it was incredible. I had so Dude, much I wanna, fun. I want to go do mocap right now. I just want to, yeah. I just need to, oh, it was, it was so well done. I, and I loved, so, I love how he did it. It was so great. Yeah. I had one of those moments in class where we were doing a scene and I don't know, I don't know what it was, but we, we were doing a scene from, from The Last of Us, the, like the video game. Did you get and, that scene too? Were you Tess? Yes. <laughs> and were you, were you test too? I love it. So I don't know what was happening, but like I can usually like get, and this is not, I don't know if it's going to sound braggy, but like I can usually, I can cry really easily. It's easy peasy. Like I can just, and I don't know what Ivan said to me, but he could like tell at the end of this scene, he was like, okay, go, go stop for a second. And then he said, he was like, think about this. Think about your, this is the last chance, blah, blah, blah. And I was starting to get really emotional and like starting to cry. And then of course me being like the, the doctor personality, being like, don't cry, hold it back. You look stupid. Then I was like, no, you're in acting class. Let it go. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, yes. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> that was the first time I'd had one of those great like breakthrough moments. Ivan Sherry, what a guy. This is what? the only field where we can be happy when we cry in Zoom. It's I know. such a weird conversation to have with my Guys, I succeeded. I cried today. <laughs> my husband was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I just had the best class ever. <laughs> my husband's sitting out there. He's like, oh my God, Robin, are you okay? I'm acting Not like that, but actual tears, but it was, it's such an interesting, cause you're letting go. You're just not yeah. holding it in, which it's so interesting yeah. that you brought that up because I wonder if a part of being in the medical field is holding in so much, because I don't know about you, but I feel for some cases that I've had, I mm -hmm. just, if I would feel what my patient is feeling, I don't think I would be able to get through the session. It's, it's yeah. a lot. When you, yeah. their medical history, what they're going through, it is, it is really intense. And they yeah. don't want you to be, I mean, yes, you can be a shoulder to cry on 100%, but they're coming to you for your medical advice or physio advice in my case, and how they get better. So it's, it's a very interesting, it's just a very interesting divide because you want to be human, but you also have to be that professional person. And yeah, I think you know what I'm getting at. It's, it's very, yeah. very it's what's the english word what are we what are we going for here so like you have to draw a line in between yeah yeah it's so tough to find the line right because i think you also have to be protective of yourself as well you know because if you take on all the grief and sorrow is what's being thrown at you um and i know we've seen this with the pandemic and stuff like that you know people always say like oh you know my doctor so closed off and stuff and i'm like yeah that's because literally well and the same with a lot with with physio right like you're not seeing people at their best you're seeing people at their at their worst they're nobody's happy really for a lot sometimes they are but most of the time they're not right so you're dealing with like i just finished a, a massively busy clinic here today where i was seeing you know 20 odd patients really cranky about something and really sad 
you know, and then you're in the hospital and there's sad stuff going on. And if I was to take and internalize everything, I'd be burnt out already, you know? And I think it's, it's hard because you want, I agree with you, you want to find that line of, I need to be human. My patients need to be, see me as human because I feel for them, but I can't feel too much because then I'm going to not protect myself. But yeah, then you go into acting class, acting class, you're like, I need to feel all of the feels. Yeah. Um, so that you just go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's that, of course. I think, I think you have to as an actor, you have to. Because I mean, it's just you have to. It's so it's so tough to, you know, to yeah. Well, you have to feel everything, and yeah, it's it's hard. Acting is really hard. <laughs> it's it's hard for for someone like me. I love suppressing my emotions and just coming out. Haha, I'm funny, and this is a joke. Yeah. But really, oh yes, I've been suppressing quite a lot. And then as I share this with people that care, <laughs> Robin, we don't want to hear it anymore. Okay, go to therapy. But guys, this is acting. I'm exploring myself. And okay, you're a little too artsy. Go away. Fine. I'll just share it on my Instagram lives. But, <laughs> but it is very interesting in the terms. I just, you know what? There, I think there was a certain point when I was doing a lot of pelvic floor physiotherapy. I was treating a lot. And those were cases where it was just so, so hard to not internalize that. Yeah. Because... I mean, there's so many things you can relate to as a woman or just as someone. It's a really sensitive area. So I, I don't I don't know. I think that really affected me quite a bit. Yeah. So I, I find with that, like now I always try and I just refer. <laughs> now now I'm just doing more musculoskeletal, whatever. But that 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 was uh five years or so doing that and it was just very very helpful. But for me, I think I was internalizing so much. I'm like, you know what? Maybe let's uh, let's just do MSK stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important, right? Because you have to take care of yourself, and because um, then, yeah, if you if you burn out, <laughs> you're no good to anybody. But you know, I think I think that's really important and a really smart thing to have recognized. I mean, a lot of people don't recognize that. And they're like, okay, this isn't bringing me. Yeah, it's helpful for people, but is it bringing you, you bringing you joy? You know that I think. But isn't it, to... isn't it so hard to say? Do you struggle with putting yourself above patients? Is that? Yeah. Is that fair. Okay. I, yeah. I just think, I think it's because like you you went to school to help people, yeah. and you're like, well, no, I can't. I want to help as many people as I can. So yeah. whatever, I'll deal with myself later. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe I should deal with myself now. <laughs> yeah. And I think I've become I've become better at that, um, you know, saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't squeeze you in today because I have, haven't had a lunch break. I haven't eaten in nine hours. Like I'm just run off my feet. Um, and you, yeah, you feel, you feel guilty. Um, but I, it's kind of, I, I you just gotta, I don't get, it sounds harsh. You just gotta get over it. You know? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not, I think that's fair. It's so, it's so hard. It's so hard to do. So hard to do. And but I so, think, yeah. I was going to no. say, I always preach to people, you have to put yourself ahead of other yeah. people. So it's, it's, I mean, easier said than done, I find sometimes, but I love that you know how to do that. I really do. I commend you. Yeah. I think, oh, obviously I'm not great at it, um, but getting better 
I'm better than I was when I first started my practice where I was just like, I want to do all the things for all the people at all the time. And you realize you're working so much harder than your patients are. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like why? And, and I think it's also, you can probably relate to that, that you're, you're so naive when you come out and start your practice when you're like, everyone's going to do all my exercises that I tell it to do. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Yay. And like, also because we see part of our patient population will do that. They're like the elite athletes are really motivated people, but a lot of people don't. And then you're like, but why, why didn't you? And they're like, I was like, so you're so shocked. And then you're like wizened colleagues are like, Oh, Janet, don't even bother. <laughs> but maybe if I discuss weight loss management for half an hour with the patient, they'll hear me. Oh, that's a tough one. And I find, I inadvertently had a discussion with a patient, oh, so long ago. And this is, again, not betraying confidentiality because she loves the story and she shares it with everyone. I had just said, she said she had knee pain. And I said, you know, if you lose weight, it'll take some pressure off your knees. I just kind of threw a comment out there. And it stuck with her. She lost, I can't remember, she lost at least 12, 15 pounds the next time she saw me. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I heard your comments. I didn't know you would take that in. So I'm... Yeah very proud of you. I mean, she was super happy because her knee pain was decreasing, but I thought, oh, you never, you never know what anyone's listening to. Kind of a, a throwaway line. Yeah. And I think for every hundred people that go and they don't listen, there's that one that does and that changes their life. Right. So it's worth it. You know, that one person. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that story. I, yeah. I was, I, she's, you don't have favorites, but it's one of those. I love, thank you for listening because I want to help you. So yeah. I'm glad that you were able to help yourself. I was just, it was a proud moment. That's what it was. It wasn't like I'm way sorry. to go Robin. It was, I'm so proud of you because that's Robin. hard. That's yeah. really hard to do. And I know mm -hmm. this stuff. I'm, I will a hundred percent admit I am a terrible patient. I tore my hamstring. I can't remember when, and just getting that diagnosed was a process and a half, but doing those exercises, Oh my God, no one likes starting at the basics. I'm like, what is this basic exercise for strengthening? No, thank you. I'm better than this. Oh no, I'm not. And now I have back pain. And this is why we do that. So it's, it's very hard being a patient and starting from the basics. I'm not a fan, but it, it does help if you put the time in. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a good I, patient? Oh God, no. I was just about to say, the, the physiotherapist I work with <laughs> is wonderful. She's just, she's just the best. But you know, like, for example, I went for a lovely 10K run on Monday. It was beautiful outside. I just come back from a wardrobe fitting. I was feeling really good and I went for a 10K run and I came back. I hadn't ran that far in a really long time. And I was like, oh, I'm having some like back pain. It's a knee pain. Whine, whine, whine about it, whine about it. I was not getting any better. And so the physiotherapist I work with, this has been a longstanding thing. She's like, if you whine about things and don't actually do the exercises I told you, you're going to put a dollar in the jar every single time you whine about it. I'm like, okay. So if I whine about it and not do my exercises, this is not going to get better? I'm the worst patient. Wait, Such a who, keep, who keeps the money? What is... Oh, I think I, 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 want, I want in yeah. on this. Okay. I think it's like a hypothetical jar. I've yet to do it. I just bring her treats, but oh, and she just joins too. <laughs> yeah. But well, let's discuss how she's going to monetize on you not doing your exercises. Exercise and just whining about things. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's yeah. so hard. It's sometimes okay. Yes, we all have access to a point of being able to do them, but it's so frustrating. And I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to do them. So. 
I, I can relate when people come in and say they don't do stuff. I'm like, I get it. That's yeah. fine. I, you know what it is? I just hate when people would pay and say I didn't do it. And I'm like, I don't know how I can help you because I planned on progressing today, but I guess we'll figure it out of some of your exercises. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. This is a recurring theme. I love it. I love that you can admit that. I, why not? We're all human. I know. It's true. It's true. <laughs> what do, do you mind if I ask what your practice looks like now? With yes. I, I'm just super curious. Yeah. Um, so I do... So my practice right now, so I trained in sports medicine. So I did a, I did family practice training, the family medicine residency, and then a extra year fellowship in sports medicine. So I have a sports medicine practice. And um, then I practice in the hospital doing something called surgical assist. So anytime they need an extra set of hands in the operating room, um, there's a on call like road up. There's seven of us in town and we rotate like every, uh, each day per month. And um, yeah, so my, I'm doing like phone triage one day for my sports medicine. So like calling up my referrals and just chatting with them about their history. And you know, most of the time, like, didn't know how you were going to assess my knee over the phone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I've been doing this for a year now. So, okay. Um, but well, it's amazing. <laughs> you can do that over the phone. Cause I have told my family, I cannot assess them. It's not so much the assessment, it's the, um, it's just like chatting about their history and what they've tried and not tried so far. And it's amazing how much I can prevent, well, I hate to word prevent because like I can see people in my office safely. We're very safe in our office, but people who haven't tried things like physiotherapy yet, um, cause they wanted to chat with me first or whatever. I'm like, yeah, try physiotherapy. And they try physiotherapy and oh my God, it works. They don't ever actually have to come see me phenomenal but then yeah i'm in the office two days a week here and then all the rest of the days i am um uh either doing my surgical assist or like i have my one day a week that i do my like, acting classes and my like acting fun um to like work on that part of my world and uh yeah it's awesome that is awesome i love that <laughs> i really do i i like the variety too and i like no i, I find it so interesting that people i i think no matter what I tell a patient, it would be, I have to hear it from the doctor. Mm -hmm. there, there's just, I need to get diagnosed from the doctor, mm -hmm. which is odd because anyone can go, I don't know if this was always the case, but at least as long as I've been practicing, anyone can come to a physio. Maybe that wasn't yeah. always the case mm -hmm. back in the day when, I don't know, OT and PT were a combined degree and a bachelor degree before it was a master's. I don't know. Uh, that's, I, I just, yeah. I'm curious as to because I'm all about conservative. How how can we do it conservatively versus people? Oh, I'm going to see a surgeon. I'm like, that's your choice. Mm -hmm. Cool. But I, I, don't know, I just I find it interesting that people go to doctors. But then I think maybe I would want to see a doctor. They have a couple more years of school, maybe. Well, I think there's kind of the two, two streams of people that we see, right? It's the people who go like, oh, I've got knee pain or what have you and they go down and they've tried all the conservative stuff mm. and they're like you know what it's not working come see see me or, or whoever um but yeah but then there's the very cautious people who are who kind of fixate on that on that diagnosis and they want the diagnosis so i mean it's funny like there's even like i had a patient earlier today who was like but what's my diagnosis i'm like i don't know chronic midfoot pain and they're like okay i'm like but my diagnosis, I'm like, that's your diagnosis. Like, oh, okay, awesome. But just just having the, like, title of here's my diagnosis was enough for them. Like, I think whatever is empowering, perfect, you know, that's great. <laughs> it's even better if there's some, like, 
acronym, you know, like Dequare Veins, you know? Oh, ooh, I have Dequare Veins. Okay, like, can we discuss cool. Dequare Veins? I have had so many people reach out to me regarding, everyone seems to have Dequare Veins during COVID. This is a thing. You know I, don't, I am fascinated. The number of people that have reached, I'm like, this is, it's, well, and they're not, there's no, people that wouldn't fall under the category of having it. I'm like, what, what is happening? What is it? Is it like they're texting their thumbs in a weird, that's, but I, I, I don't, yeah, that's, it's odd. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Like, wait, interesting. it's a pandemic. It can only be the Quervins, but yeah. what, why do you have it? I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I'm keep an eye out on I'm that. I'm just curious. I, I would love to, yeah, this is, we'll discuss. We'll have a research study after this. <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume it's related to here. But again, that's what I thought as well. We're doing this more and yeah. That was, that's pretty much what I told them. Like, yeah. that makes the most sense to me. But that, that was just, it's, you brought it up and I'm like, let's discuss because I'm curious. But <laughs> I also think it would be funny if you would, if you're the doctor that just says patella femoral pain syndrome and those are mm -hmm. the, are you the one that just does, there you go. You are PFPS, go to a yes, museum. Yes. I write that back to the note to the doctor because that's all they really understand. But then, yeah, then it's the, let me what is it okay your your kneecap is in a track like a railroad track and when you extend your knee <laughs> I, i've never heard the railroad track one i like that or like i always say you know the quads are four muscles right you've got your four three of them working you know like lateral rectus and one underneath the meter one's not working so much they're like pulleys I'm like i have a physics background and some kids look at me they're like okay my knee's a pulley. I'm like, it's a pulley. Get excited. <laughs> I love that. I really do. And I, you know what? I don't know what's going on with the vastest me. Okay. No, it's not getting any love because no. the number, why, why don't, why isn't that stronger? I think we should be training every single athlete guys. Just strengthen that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Quad specific. I, I'm just going to make I it still, easier for, okay. I still remember when I was working with, um, in, uh, professional football team let's just put it that way um and i remember uh, one of the uh players tore his acl on the field and i remember like bringing him off he could ambulate he was doing well but that the vmo that vastus medials it looked like somebody had popped it with a balloon it was just gone and i was like how like it literally gone within like half an hour of this injury it's the worst stupidest it for those of you that aren't aware so the quad there's four of them but the middle part that's closest to your inner thigh that's the one that's usually weak, which is very, again, this is just a conversation. We're not diagnosing anyone. No. FYI. Just, <laughs> just having a discussion about muscles. It's fun. But I, I just find that I, there's that. And the, the hamstring to quad strength ratio is also very interesting for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I find either it's super quad dominant or not. I, it really depends. I, so as a runner, do you mm -hmm. have strong glutes? Oh God, no. Okay, yeah, you're you're those people. All right, Not you have a category. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, we it's true, but it's so sports specific. We see, right? Like, you know, you're going to be quad dominant with your tight hamstrings if you're a hockey player. Like, I always tell, like, it's funny. You get like patient on your table, and you just tell them the straight leg raise, and you move your hip in and out. And I'm like, you're a hockey player. How did you know? I'm like, oh, it's like I've seen these before, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah, but it's so funny though. I don't. I don't want sports. to follow a pattern, but I, I think for certain sports, there is, I, again, don't want to be biased, go into every assessment, 
everyone's new, but it really is interesting. It really yeah. is. Especially Absolutely. since the training, I think, keeps changing and they're trying to you know, add agility or oh, mm -hmm. what's the what's the jumpy thing? I can't remember words. Plyometrics. Thank you. Plyometrics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the jumpy thing. I like the jumpy thing. And just different ways to train, but certain things are always a pattern regardless. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. And I think that's the, that's what I love a lot about sports medicine is the patterns. Because I think again, when you can identify it and then also identify the sport, I think that's what really can connect you to the athlete is when the athlete feels understood and they like, Oh, I'm finally seeing someone who understands my sport and the you know uniqueness of it. Um, and that's, I, I enjoy that part so much, you know, like, being like Oh, like you have pain cause you do this like cheerleading, you know, volleyball and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, like, welcome to the club of these athletes who have a very similar injury pattern, you know, because of the movements you put yourself through. I, I love watched, sports. I miss yeah. sports. <laughs> Thank you for saying that cheerleading is a sport because I watched oh, a cheerleading 100%. documentary. Whoa. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always had respect for them, but just a whole other level of what is this athlete? It, yeah. They're incredible. I think, I think there are being, um, I think they've gotten up the higher level of being um, trying to get into the Olympics. They've been like, they're not in the next one, but like, I think maybe two Olympics from now, they'll be kind of one of the like ex experimental sports or whatever, which is awesome. Cause that's for yeah. some reason, the legitimacy is if it's an Olympic sport, which is garbage. But um, yeah, it's, I love watching cheerleading. They're phenomenal athletes. They're unbelievable. It's, I don't even know if it raises the legitimacy, but I, I was watching, the documentary I watched on Netflix, I think it was called Cheer, and it was based around Navarro College, and those athletes only had two years in cheerleading. Mm -hmm. And then they're done. Yeah. So it's almost as if you could go on and or you could be training for the Olympics. Or there's I love that there could be something else other than college and I think there were other competitions I can't remember. But mm -hmm. I just, I love that you could, if you have a passion, you don't just end after a certain point in time. That yeah. being said, I mean, how long will your bodies last? Just, it is so intense, especially the, the people they throw. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. It's a full, con it's full contact sport. Like, yeah, it's nuts. I love remind it. me, other than running, did you do, did you do sports? Uh, not much, um, which is funny given my career path. Um, I'm definitely more, I'm like a very competitive person with zero like athletic prowess to back it up. So I was like a very annoying team sport player, um, because I'm just not talented in that way, but I did a lot of dance, a lot of dance. I was a competitive Irish dancer, competitive Highland dancer, um, and still am still Irish dance at class last night. Um, and Running has been a new thing for me since um, moving up to where I live now, where the clinic I work at, everyone is a runner. So I was like, I need to make friends. So I need to learn how to run. And it's funny, um, the physiotherapist I work with, she made a joke, you know, she still jokes. She's like, remember when you said you'd never be a runner? I'm like now I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah, a 10K, you're a runner. Uh, I know. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, I just read a casual 10K Monday, whatever, nice weather. I'm like, okay, you know, I did a little lap around a park. That was it for me. I was good. That was, look at me do my little jog. It's a walk jog. It's so funny because I, I can't even believe that those words just came out of my mouth here. Like, yeah, I casually, would, yeah. And I, I never would have thought I would ever be have been able to do that. Um, but it's cool. It's not, I mean, I was feeling pain afterwards because it probably wasn't a smart idea to be running on, like, frozen cold trail, but... 
whatever, all good. <laughs> there is there is a true runner's high. I, I, I understand that. Do you, yeah. ooh, here's a question. Might be ooh. controversial. Do you run in barefoot shoes? Because this is a trend that I started a couple years ago. I'm a little obsessed with it. I, That's and awesome. again, you could have a different opinion. This isn't, this is just discussion, but I, I was so curious and I had read a bunch of things on it. And I thought, you know what, if I'm, might as well try it, see how I feel. And yeah. I just thought it was so cool. And honestly, it makes running fun. I, at least for me personally, I'm like, if I'm doing my little run jog, I can feel everything. Look at me go. So that, I, I don't know, maybe from a proprioception perspective, I, yeah. as I feel more of one with the ground. It's very naturey. Yeah. I think, honestly, the shoe that is best for a runner is the shoe that you think is the best for you. I think I have been, I run in, like, on the road, on a, a very compact trail, in trail running shoes. They are heavy. They are probably the wrong shoes for me. They actually are probably the wrong shoes for me. I got like properly fitted and for like a new pair of shoes that were like the right ones for me. And I had horrible, horrible knee pain and chin splints. I was like, just go back to my trail running shoes. This is all about fun. Yeah, I, I think if those barefoot running shoes make you feel good, make you feel like you're, um, you know, like running like the wind, go nuts. I love it. That, that was feels just good. how I run in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go for a run after this. It's still kind of nice, though. We'll see. Uh, yeah, well, now it's inspired you to run. Yes, everyone will go for a run watching this Instagram live. Yeah. Dr. Janet. Uh, <laughs> chanting her name. And then everyone saw her afterwards. Uh, help like, uh, curses. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so, so I want to back. Did you say you were doing Irish dancing yesterday or the other day? Just, yeah, dance class. Last oh, night. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On Zoom. Yes. This is Zoom. This is, I don't know why that was my gesture for Zoom. How does that work? Do you have. Yeah. Like, so we put doing the laptop. It, so, okay. Yeah. So I, I've got like, I, I just use my phone actually because they, my dance instructor. So we have this group, this crew of us, um, uh, like of adult dancers uh, who some of us have done Irish, did Irish growing up and um, were competitive and wanted to just keep doing it for fun. And some of them had, had never done it at all and, are just, and are, wanted to just learn something new. And we've been dancing together for a couple of years now. Um, like there's a group of about seven of us. And uh, yeah, so we do it on Zoom with our dance instructor. And she, we put our phones down, our laptops down on the floor so she, she can see our feet. Right, because they don't care about your face, especially in Irish dance. Right, your arms are down by your sides. You're, nobody cares about your face. It's all about your feet. So yeah, you have it down on the ground and just taking a look at your feet. So you can't hide <laughs> when you mess up. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I miss obviously I miss being in the dance studio. It's that's just awesome. But um, yeah, it's it's as good as it's gonna get. So I just do it in my laundry room. I love that. I was talking with someone the other day because I'm a big fan of tap dancing because it's drumming with your feet. But I live in an apartment, so I don't want to bother my downstairs neighbor. So that just yeah. seems mean. But I, I think with tap, I wonder if it would be similar just showing your feet because, yeah, the upper body moves. But I don't know. Could ask him about that. Yeah, I'm curious. There you go. That's why we have the discussions. Uh, how does it work on Zoom with the tap? <laughs> yeah, I think the... Um... But everyone's had to modify, obviously, with this pandemic. And so it's incredible what people have put together. You know, I agree. It, yeah, it works well. You got to do it. You just got to adapt, be nimble, and just enjoy it. 
It's in, I mean, I, I know we're all social creatures and I find it so, as soon as the nice weather comes out and it's like, oh, people, but mm. it's also, oh God, ask. Uh, that's just a controversial topic that I don't want to discuss right now. <laughs> that's just a little too controversial right now. And <laughs> well, let's think about fun stuff like you know acting in sports. That's true. Do you find that having, or at least that ability to act, makes you a better practitioner? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I remember um, Michelle at LV saying, you know, like oh. being a doctor right, um, being a doctor you have access to how did she phrase it she's like oh it's like being in a in a like in a lab because you just have access to all these characters that you can see you know through your day I mean obviously with the mask it's a bit different you can like hear vocal tone and like here's an anxious person and stuff like that so you just constantly can study humans all day I'm like yeah it's a good point um i I bet it does, you know, I mean, how can it, how can it not? I think I've always been a, a fairly decent, like public speaker and, you know, I think moving up here in a smaller town has made me a better, um, like kind of socializer, small talker and which can, is improv, right? So I mean, how can it, yes, how can it not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if you have this problem that I have, do you, when you want, do you ever get an audition for a doctor? And then never. Okay. So I laugh multiple every time I get a physiotherapist audition, I know I'm not gonna book it. It's yeah. just apparently my version of a physiotherapist on screen is just not who I am. And I just <laughs> I, I can do I can do the doctor, the nurse, but for me as a physio, the screen is not feeling it. Or the people I'm auditioning for, they're not buying it. And I just yeah, I love that so much. I literally auditioned for the College of Physiotherapists. I don't this was oh god six, seven years ago. And I just, I didn't book it. And I thought, I'm a physio. I know <laughs> I was, that was the most, again, early on in the career, I just thought it was, it boggled my mind. This is yeah. acting. This is who I am as a physio. And I'm like, mm, yeah. no, it doesn't feel real. Just doesn't feel real. I mean, they didn't yeah. say that, but that's really the gist of what I took it as is yeah. not buying it, not buying what you're selling. Don't think you're a physio. It's funny because like there's, I also met a nurse through, um, through LB similar to you. Right. And we were joking. Cause she, she's like, do you ever book doctor roles? I'm like, no, never. She's like, I never book nursing roles. Right. The only thing I've booked that's doctory is I was, um, there's a pilot that hopefully will get made where I was the hand double for the act, the lead actress. And so they needed like my hands to do the surgical stuff. And I was like, perfect. That's awesome. Sounds good. But of course I get there and it's medical drama. And so in the medical field, we're all like, Oh, this is wrong. Oh God, this is wrong. This is not how you do it. Oh my God. But it doesn't matter. Cause it doesn't look good for TV if you do it properly. Um, but like the, so I had to watch the like lead actress do her scene in the operating room. And then I had to mimic what her hands were doing close up and she was holding everything wrong. And I was being like, I was like, you could, you could hold the instrument this way. And she's like, oh, it just feels awkward. I'm like, it's wrong. <laughs> but it's, again, it doesn't matter because it doesn't look good on TV when you do it properly. That, and that's, I love that you brought that up. It is so interesting when I would go on a set I'm like, that is not how you rehab. That is never going to happen in a physio <laughs> clinic. And the, yeah, but this is what we're trying to convey. And this is why we have to and look, I understand there's a vision you have, but 
the physio in me is just dying being a part of this and watching it I'm like oh, just maybe don't put my name on it okay yeah uh, it's it's but again it doesn't look good on television i or film or whatever it was yeah or and it, it's just it's so funny when i watch rehab scenes because i'm like i don't actually know what you're doing <laughs> like you you are touching their leg but no, I don't, I don't even understand. Is that a manual therapy move? Is it kind of something you saw online? I, and then, and then I don't know what the scene's about. Cause I'm just staring like, what is that? Why didn't they have, for, for me, I'm like, why aren't there physio consultants? Why are we not on set? I, I think there are some kind of medical consultant. I think there, but I don't know if there are, cause I don't think it's important enough. It's like, I don't know, rehab, touch a patient. It's fine. But that's just yeah. my opinion. And it's actually, right? It's just, it's okay. Just a massage, whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. Well, I met, like, on the show that I was on, the medical one, um, there was the medical consultant there. And he was a advanced, like, advanced care paramedic, nurse practitioner, uh, physician assistant. Hilarious guy. We had such a blast. Because everything was just him going, mm-hmm. And I was working together because what we love to do and what we're doing now is make fun of the medical and the rehab shows, right? Because that's so fun. Oh, there is anatomy. Other stethoscopes in the wrong way. Right? And so we were laughing about a scene that they were filming where they were scrubbing in. And like scrubbing in for surgery is my all time favorite thing to do because I think it's it's so like, it's like calming for me. It's meditative. It's you do the same thing every single time. You feel like you're doing this like rite of passage that like every surgeon has done since the dawn of like sterilization or whatever. Anyways, I love it. And so I'm like a little bit protective of how to do it. Oh, and also I was taught by a really like um, awesome, badass, like German nurse. Uh, so how to do it. So like I know her method of doing it. And so we're watching the scene being filmed and they're scrubbing in. And as they, do they scrub 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 hands are all ready it looks really great and then they go and they put their mask on and your mind's like done you just, <laughs> just what was the point right you just ruined everything and if that happens in so many films i remember it happened in dr strange and my husband was a doctor too we were both just like ah but and the, the medical um consultant and i were laughing about it and he's like i tried janet he's like i tried i tried to tell them this is all wrong you're doing it all wrong people are going to make fun of it the doctors and nurses are going to know but they don't care right because you need to see the person's face they don't want to see your mask and stuff on you can't have a dramatic conversation with your father to um all sterile with your uh, lover it's usually a lover um it's true. something didn't yeah. go right in bed last night and i'm scrubbing yeah. i'm taking it out and ruin it okay uh. but i think that it is half the fun you know like we like, how, having all the conversations with your medical colleagues uh, my after. version of scrubbing by the way i was filing my nails on my hands so oh, thank yeah. you Kanye. Just oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes it was fun so hopefully this pilot gets picked up because you will see my hands um doing the things that doctors do the only time i've gotten to use my doctor prowess in the acting world probably for the rest of my life oh you say that <laughs> what please it comes out and whoa Whose hands were those? And then you become a hand model, a doctor hand model, very specific. And then you just book all these random gigs and you still, so you'll, you'll walk around, you'll be unknown, so no one's gonna harass you in the street, but you'll be that doctor. Like, like these hands. That surgery <laughs> that you watched last night on TV? That was me. That. Those are my hands. 
It was it was so fun. It was a blast. Like what a what a ridiculous thing to do. And it was just like this is the best. It was the best like little break from like again we're talking about escapism from this pandemic world. And then it's just such a great story. So I'm like guys, I was in the I was in the operating room the next day. I was like guys, guess what I did yesterday? I was a hand double. I I didn't know. I really didn't know that was a thing. I me neither. Until my agent called me. I neither did I. My agent called me and she's like, Janet, I have a doctor thing for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Please tell me you can do it. I was like, I have to. <laughs> it's awesome. It's really, really but it's it's so funny too, because again, there is that continuity of what was the actor doing, but yeah. also I want it to be as real as possible. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was so fun. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna make it. I'm I'm excited to see that. I've decided, and then we share it everywhere, guys. I know that I know whose hands these are. Keep it on the scale. But what if the what if the actor whose hands you were just only plays doctors, and then you're her permanent hand double? And you know what's funny? My my husband actually said that. And so what was also funny was. Um, like, so my hands are like, I have no fingernails because I have to be in the operating room. You can't have long fingernails. My hands are just like garbage. So, but you're wearing gloves. So it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like I'm going to be in a commercial, like Vanna White, right? It's going to be, you wear gloves. So you can't actually see that my hands are a bit of a mess from operating. Um, but, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, right. The, the actress who I can't name because I signed my life away, um, was so interested in what I was doing. And she said, teach me, teach me this. This is so cool. I'm such a nerd. I want to learn all about this. I was like, I don't want to get too good because I kind of want to get called back. <laughs> Even honestly, I don't think that's a skill you pick up in one day, but I, I admire her wanting to learn. Right? It's, yeah, right? you only went to school for how long? But yeah, you can learn it in a day. Yeah, it's you can learn no worries. No worries. <laughs> you know what? Here you go. Just you know, come to the come to the operating room with me tomorrow, and we'll just we'll do it together. There we'll you just go. Do it. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Imagine saying to a patient you're going to operate on, "Hey, I have this actress actor wants to go very method. Do you mind if she cuts you She's open? Is that cool?" It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of consent forms. That it's another another world of like it's considered the back, it's considered background, right? It's like part of like extras. Like I was in like background holding and stuff. And um, this, again, this whole other world of like hand double. And there was a male hand double um, as well, who was like the male actor's double. And then there's, it's the same as like the photo doubling, right? You know, or the people who stand in, stand in. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. I was like, this is a thing I did not know existed. This world, the, the, med- the medical slash entertainment world is just fascinating to me. It's all fascinating. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. I, I gotta, I gotta advertise more. I gotta be, Hey, I know that you hired this person to be your physio, but hear me out. I guarantee they won't know what to do. So just let me come in. Just don't make yeah. me use the ultrasound machine. Cause I have thoughts on that, but everything else <laughs> yes. I, I have, I have thoughts and there's research, whatever, but let's, let's let me, let me, let me do it. Let me do a little, whatever, a little treatment. And then authenticity. And, yeah. Just gonna, just kind of whatever. Just uh, move them properly. That'd be cool. I don't, I don't yeah. think there's as much demand. I really don't. Let me be like, no, it's fine. They're doing exercises there. I, I always discuss. I don't know if you've ever watched Frasier, but that okay. So it's this. Comedy. Not much. It's, it's a comedy, I guess. Yeah, mm. it's funny. I thought it was funny. Pretentious, two pretentious brothers, very entertaining, and they're getting into all sorts of mishaps. 
Anyways, the reason <laughs> I bring it up is they had a housekeeper. So a housekeeper who was a physiotherapist. And I never realized she was a physio till I rewatched it and I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Is this why people, when I did home care, thought I would give them a haircut? Because this is not what physios do. They're not going to do your laundry and marry your brother. That's not a thing that happens. I gave away Frasier. Sorry, but it's been off the air for a while. It's, it's just so, it, it was like a stay, stay at home or live in nanny slash physio. Mm. And those could exist, but I, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Frasier ruined it. Yeah. I, I had some thoughts. So that's so interesting. I think, you know, that happens kind of in, in our world as well, too. Well, I think also that I get either the, you're a, a sports doctor, so like a physiotherapist. I'm like, no, like I know a couple exercises that, to teach you that my physiotherapy friends have taught me, but like you need to see like an actual physiotherapist. Like they're way more trained in this than I am. Or I get the like, Okay, so I'm also having trouble, like, with my blood sugars, so, like, my diabetes medication. Can I talk to you about that? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, but, but you went to medical school. I'm like, yeah, like, 10 years ago now, and I promptly forgot everything I don't need to know. It's like, I can deliver a baby. I could. If I was on a plane, sure. Any doctor can deliver a baby. I have, you kind of want your baby delivered by someone who does it every day, <laughs> if, if possible, you know, like. I don't remember anything about your diabetes medications. I'm sure I probably could think of it or figure it out, but maybe you want to see someone who actually does that every day. But it's weird. Well, what people expect. <laughs> I I really do because again, it's that doctor. Oh, so doctor, you must know everything about everything. No. Which is, I don't think anyone knows everything about everything. I think that's why there's so many different branches of medicine. And mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, you can be, we always talk about like family medicine, you know, a little about a lot. And then you, you specialize, you know, a lot about a little. I've heard yeah. that. I love that. Me too. <laughs> but it, I, I love specializing in something. I think that's what drew me to the pelvic floor. I love knowing so much about one area. Yeah. Because you can learn, you can, I mean, I think I, it's, I, love, I find every area to be fascinating, but when you hone in on something and you just learn so much about it to a point where people don't want to hear it anymore and stop talking, Robin, kind of thing. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I just, I, maybe I just like being an expert in things. Maybe that, I, I, again, I, I use the term expert loosely, but just having this vast amount of knowledge about one area that I think, maybe this will come in handy one day. I don't know. I, but I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I, th I, think, I think it's, I, I don't like not, I just also hate not knowing about other things too, though. So that's why if someone would ask me about the lecture, I'd be like, oh, I hate that I don't know this anymore. You know, I, 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 but that, but again, you specialize, you chose to specialize in one area, which is you're really good at that one area. Yeah. 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 I think there's that, that feeling of, yeah, I'm glad I can be that expert in this for you so I can help out like my family medicine colleagues who are like, awesome. Yeah. I remember my RMSK unit in medical school was like, two weeks and it's like the biggest thing that you see in family practice is msk but we spent zero time on it in medical school and that's notoriously across the country um and i was like yeah i'm happy to be the expert on that for you but then it's that little fear that like imposter syndrome that comes in that's like oh god i'm the expert on this Meh. i want to find the bigger adults where's the bigger adults in the room i can't oh i am the big adults okay shoot <laughs> isn't i 
it's, I feel as though everyone's walking around with some form of imposter syndrome and we oh, don't yeah. give ourselves enough credit. It's, no, we know this and they're coming to us for a reason. And I find that so fascinating because yeah. we've studied this, we know this, we, and if not, we'll research it and we'll figure it out. And we have colleagues that we can work with. And I think that that's what's so amazing about healthcare nowadays. It's the technology that's available to us. I, back in the day of whatever, finding a research article was a job and a half. And yeah. now it's just search engines, research available. It's on Instagram. It's just, it's everywhere. I'm just, oh, look at this, my daily little physio article of whatever that is. It's, it's so available. And sometimes I think that might be a bad thing if it's the public sometimes overdiagnosing themselves, which I'm like, oh, that was an interesting diagnosis. But sometimes people come in, you're like, that was a really good diagnosis. I don't even think you needed to pay me. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was spot on. You know your body very well. But Yeah. Well, I think like imposter syndrome, you know, yeah, we talk about it a lot and about how there's so many more there's people who are more prone to than others, females, you know, like yeah, we're definitely more prone to it and blah blah blah. I should say like gen gendered females, um, or whoever the correct term is. Um but there's definitely a good side to the imposter feelings as well too. Like exactly what you're saying. If, if you recognize them and you don't know, then you learn more. Right. And that, that's the, that's the, why we're like kind of constantly in school <laughs> is, you know, for, is we want to learn more because we genuinely are interested. You know, it's that scary person who is like, no, I know everything. And they're kind of rigid and don't want to accept, you know, what's the word don't want to accept you know um criticism or critique or you know um advice like that's frightening in the medical field like terrifying if you ever get a, somebody like that um which thank god like you were saying doesn't happen very often because usually healthcare is very collaborative but um you know it's scary i think in in you know other fields as well too um and in acting it's that's really it's tough because i think we are very kind of emotionally sensitive people which is what makes us so good at like tapping into the emotions that you need, but it can be really hard <laughs> to get that criticism. Yeah, it definitely is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love how we've had a healthcare and acting discussion. This might've been my first. I'm just like, yeah, you know, ACL, but also acting. Absolutely. It's funny. I, uh, when, when I, you know, people like at the start of like any class, right. You know, online or i'm sure in person like who are you what drew you to acting what do you do blah blah and it's always like hi i'm janet i usually say like i work in healthcare and then like michelle at lb be like she's a, she's a doctor and i'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> um and then like what drew you to acting i'm like oh yeah you know i'm trying to you know prevent burnout use my creative side you know because for so long i've been kind of like right-brained and scientific-brained i want to try and use my my left side creative side and i was in i did a class with daniel Manner, who i'd never i'd never done a class with him before because i'd just been with michelle um but and then i had said that and he was like interesting he's like acting he's like can actually is can be very scientific if you want it to be you know he's like you could hone in if you wanted to on your right sciencey side of your brain and see everything that you're doing as an experiment so here's your hypothesis, try a scene this way, experiment it that way and see what happens. And then, and of course I was like, oh, here I am with my like excuse for why I'm acting, trying to be like my creative side. Where of course Daniel's like, no, like acting could be very scientific and right-brained. 
It's like, if you want it to be, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It is true. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, it's so funny because I study with Lewis and Daniel and it's just like a little mini Lewis, but also in a different way, in a very, mm-hmm. so it's, it's bits of Lewis, but also Daniel's his own person. So I, I love that you can study with the dad and the son. I just think it's yeah. so cute. So but, cute. Oh, this is like an LB love fest. I'll tag them oh, this afterwards. Oh, hey guys, you're them. awesome. Uh, I mean, again, I think I hate just plugging one place, but I love LB. They're great. So it's, yeah, they do good stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I've been in classes like with a ton of different places. And I love mm-hmm. them all. You know, I think they're all that's, great. You meet the coolest people. <laughs> that's the thing too. And I know I'm studying in a different place now just because I don't remember why, how I found it. And it's, it's almost as if the, it's the actors there too, right? It's a new group of people sometimes and it's a different energy. And mm-hmm. I think every coach gives you little pieces of advice that you take with you. It's so hard. Yeah. To, normally when I go to a different place to study, I just change who I am as an actor. I'm like, I've, I've grown out of that. And I'm like, okay, what, what serves me and what can I take from this class? But I, I just love... I love seeing how other places operate and what their approach is. And I just, I love learning. I, I just feel as though I love learning more about myself because yes. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't know as, and again, as I wonder if that was the healthcare person to me, part of it, that's always, mm-hmm. okay, let's learn about my other, my patients and let's figure this out. And then it's now it's acting as kind of a time for me to explore within. That sounds so artsy and I apologize. No, well, it does, but... <laughs> But it's God, true. I'm that person now. Oh God. But no, no, no. It, but it is like, I can't, if I don't know who I am or where things are coming from, then I don't think that's, that's good. Yeah. And I think it, it like I said, we were, like we talked about at the beginning, like, uh, like, are you a better um, physiotherapist because of your acting background and vice versa? Right. And like, how could it not positively impact whatever career that you're doing because of your interactions with other humans. Um, but also the, like the learning part of it, right. is so kind of driven. And again, it kind of comes way back full circle to the beginning of our conversation about if you don't find the joy in learning the acting part, and if you're just focused on must be in Netflix feature or whatever, you're just going to, you're just going to want to quit. Right. And I think, yeah. yeah, I love the, and I love the learning part. And I find so much like, again, this is the sounds going joy from like the acting class part of it. And, and even also like the, the like script breakdown part of it, like the sides breakdown. Like, I think that's because that's so academic and I love it. I'm like, yes, let me just research this and then dive into each little nuance of what they're saying. But it's all, it's just, it's fascinating. And I think also breakdown. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. that's a, that's a process and a half of, wow. <laughs> if you have a good piece of writing, you're, whoa, this was well-written. And I, I just, I, and, and it's also, I, how did I not see that? And then when someone helps you break it down, you're like, oh, that's what yeah. that meant. That's yeah. what, the, oh, that's not how I delivered that line. Oh, okay. Well, and it's, and it's just finding different ways to do it, you know, and it's no right way. I mean, yeah, yeah it's an, if you're in an audition and, the, and they're like, okay, you delivered your lines the way that we imagined the character, you get the part. She delivered the lines great, but it wasn't the way we imagined the character. She doesn't get the part, you know, because it's, that's how 
the world, the entertainment business works. Um, but yeah, it's that, that it's so interesting. And we had in my, I took, I just finished a class at Armstrong and we had like the same scene, all the, all the females had one scene, all the males had, had another scene. And so all, all of us, we were prepping the same scene, right? And then seeing how each other did it. It's so fascinating. It's just mm -hmm. completely different. And that was, it's interesting to watch. And of course, everybody has their own way of breaking down things and they'll tell you their way is the right way. Um, just like in medicine, like all the special tests that we do and stuff like that, like you're doing McMurray's test wrong. This yeah. is the right way. Next doctor, you're doing it wrong. This is the right way. Oh, come on. Just find the way that works best for you. <laughs> or someone, got, you're still doing that test? What? Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, you're still doing Meisner work? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the crossover so much. I yes. really do. <laughs> so interesting. I don't, I, my husband signaled me a while ago. It's been over an hour and I don't want oh to take God. up. I know. I just, I love chatting with you. I'm yeah. <laughs> getting consumed in our conversation. I really, I, I greatly appreciate you doing this. I, this I, was I'm, awesome. so, I'm so excited this worked out. I was like, oh God, me will we be able to talk? I don't know. But yes, we were. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I love finding all the different crossovers between our two worlds, sports medicine and acting. <laughs> I am definitely going to share, if you don't mind, the, the hands double. That like, that's a fact. Again, this whole talk was fascinating, but the hand double is something I was not aware of. I, I, so that's <laughs> Neither like, until a month ago. <laughs> that's amazing. But is there any final words you would like to end on? Zero pressure, or we can awkwardly oh, end gosh. it. Oh, I don't know how to people. I'd like some it. clever doctor words, if you don't mind. <laughs> Wear a mask, wash your hands, and get your COVID vaccine, please. <laughs> that was Dr. Janet. I like that. That was that was good. Do you and, go by Doc, Dr. Janet? That seems, or do you do um, your last? I don't know. I think I, most people just call me Janet in clinic. I okay. So I love when patients call me doc and it's usually like my my older male patients hey doc how's it going doc hey doc i i find that so endearing maybe some people would be like offended by that word i love it i just think it's so cute that's adorable hey doc hey doc oh my god hi <laughs> please let me know if someone goes what's up doc what's up doc i think that's probably where it all came from and they're probably just holding in not wanting to say it but i would love it if they did <laughs> So if anyone is a patient watching this, please say what's up, Doc. That <laughs> so, like, said that tomorrow. That's uh, oh, you watched my Instagram live. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like what have I gotten myself into? Oh no. <laughs> I think I again. I will end this. This was all just a chat. No actual medical advice was exchanged. We were just just two friends having a conversation. Two pandemic <laughs> friends. I like that term. Yes, pandemic <laughs> friends. <laughs> Because thanks so much for doing this and enjoy your evening and stay thanks. safe. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Send me the footage when all your stuff comes out because we know it will. I'm very excited. And hopefully I'll see you on set sometime. Yes, I hope so too. I really do. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye.